All in preparation for the challenges that lie ahead. This is a show that feeds the mind with inspiration and truth on the issues of the day. If it's important to your life, you'll find it here. Hosted by Malcolm Out Loud. Uh, again, I want to talk Zika virus in our next segment, and I'd like you to meet here Robert Harriman. He's a microbiologist with 30 years of clinical public health and industry experience. He's the editor-in-chief for the news site Outbreak News Today. You just put a .com on that, you'll go to their site, and we'll talk more on that later. And uh, He's the host also of a weekly talk radio program, Outbreak News, this week. Uh, so, Robert, here's what, uh, you know, again, I, I, I got to confess up front, I am not an expert in Zika virus, and I'm willing to bet 99.999% of the people listening right now are not as well. So you're kind of at an advantage over us because you know a lot more about it, but that's why we got you on here. So okay. <laughs> so let's talk about this a little bit here. Um, I think the big question that everybody is asking that I'm seeing, and I actually looked up and saying, okay, what are the big questions that people are asking? And there's a series of them, but let's start with, can Zika kill you? Can the Zika virus kill you, Robert? Well, it, uh, there are there has been fatalities down in South America, but there, it is quite rare. I would suspect that um, nobody in the U.S. will die from it. Our, Medical care is just way too good, and it's just it's just such a generally mild disease, um, so mild that eight out of ten people don't even know they have it. Wow! Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't even know that, and I'm saying, like I said, the symptoms seem to be mild. Let me ask you this now: one of the things I did find, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but in my investigation here uh, today, is that uh, that well, and they don't know for sure now what I'm going to tell you next, but it looks like they believe the uh, Salt Lake County Department of Health in Utah. They believe that Zika did contribute to the death of a Utah man last month. Uh, this was the first reported death, they're saying, in the continental U.S. related to the virus. There was also a related death from the Zika virus, they believe, in Puerto Rico right. in April. You know about that one, yeah? I know about both of them. Actually, the, the case in Utah, it, it was an elderly gentleman. Right. And he traveled outside the country and contracted it. He had a lot of underlying conditions. I see. And um, apparently he came back home. And uh, his caretaker, I believe it was his caretaker was a relative, actually contracted it too. So that, that case is still under investigation too because they're not really sure how the caretaker got it. Uh, they deny any kind of sexual activity. And uh, Utah, that location in Utah just does not have the appropriate mosquito vector, the 80s Egypti mosquito. And the case in, um, in Puerto Rico happened a couple months ago. And again, I believe this was an elderly individual also. So, yeah, the type of people that are at risk of a you know, serious uh, fatal outcome are going to be those that are uh, their immune systems are compromised. So it's usually the older and the younger, right? Yeah, the elderly and, and those that have a lot of underlying problems. If you have, you know, different uh, diabetes and heart disease, and, you know, the list goes on, that uh, just puts you at a position where you can't fight off infections quite as well. Right. Yeah, it seems like a lot of these diseases typically hit the elderly and the young, and so you have to be real careful with that from what I see. 
Um, you know, before I get back into the history of where this whole thing comes from, talk to me. Let's talk specifically now so folks are paying attention here right up front. I want to talk about symptoms now, okay, of the Zika virus infection. What exactly do people, should they look for uh, to know that you might have this? Because from what I understand, Robert, that this thing, and we'll talk more about what's happened in Miami-Dade County and all that in, in, in recent days and weeks here, but we're also, they're predicting now this to spread along the Gulf coast, so meaning that uh, Tampa, St. Petersburg, New Orleans, Houston, they think this is a, you know, entirely a possibility, you know, so talk to me about the symptoms of what people might experience and what they should look for. Well, as I said, you know, 80% of people that do have the disease don't even know they have it. They're what we call asymptomatic, no symptoms at all. Um, those that do have any symptoms are typically quite mild, and, and they're hard to differentiate from so many other diseases. Um, so we're talking, you know, fever, um, you know, aches and pains, uh, headache. But then there's a few more symptoms that kind of narrow it down. Uh, Zika is known for a rash. Um, it's also known for uh, sometimes calling, causing conjunctivitis, which uh, you and your listeners may be aware of what pink eye would look like. Mm -hmm. Um and some, some of these symptoms like the rash and the joint pain and all that, those also overlap with other mosquito-borne viruses that are very related to Zika, like dengue fever, for example. Right. So, it's, uh, so it's a difficult thing for people to diagnose just based on symptoms. Um, and the symptoms last, if you have them, up to about a week. About a week. And, and, and then after that, you have lifelong immunity. So, in other words, it's not something you. So, it's not something that's going to impact you for your whole life. Then, no, no, not at all. I mean, you get it. You get it's like the measles or chicken, but you get it, and then it's, it goes, and you're you're better, right? You're okay. Yeah, pretty much. And you and you and, and unlike other mosquito-borne viruses, say like dengue fever, there's four different serotypes, four different strains. Mm -hmm. So you could get infected by dengue fever four different times. Uh, yeah. With Zika, there's only one serotype, so you get it. Your body makes the antibodies against it, and the antibodies are produced pretty quickly within a week or two, and then you're immune for life. Wow, wow. You know, uh, mosquitoes are a real problem. I've always been concerned with them, Robert, I really with mosquitoes because they carry so many problems and diseases. And let's face it, you just have to be a regular person like any of us and be out anywhere in any activity, just taking a walk, walking your dog, doing anything that's normal. And you can be bit by a mosquito and end up with all kinds of problems, huh? Well, well, right here in Florida, I mean, we're talking about Zika, but uh, every year we have, you know, several cases of West Nile virus, which is more serious for the average person uh, that can cause some serious encephalitis, some neuroinvasive disease. We see that every single year. Um, right now, when they look at the sentinel chickens, the Department of Health, they're seeing, you know, plenty of eastern equine encephalitis and other things, which are, you know, of course, found in horses. But if uh, if it's contracted by a person, the fatality rate's about 30%. So some of these things are very, very serious. Zika is very mild compared to most of them, with the one exception in the newborn. In the newborn pregnant women, right? Well, it, in the newborn, the pregnant woman is will transfer the virus to the fetus. Right. And that's... And particularly in the first and second trimesters is the greatest risk uh, for it to cause 
birth defects in the well, newborn. That's what I'm seeing in my investigation. I want to talk to you about on the other side of the break is about some of these birth uh, defects I've seen are uh, fairly alarming. But here's the other thing that I I want to tell folks like so and I'm going to confirm this with with uh, again Robert when we get back. But here's the thing. Zika virus does not appear to be a new problem. It's something that we've known about for a very long time. But like a lot of things, we don't do anything about it until, well, it's a problem. Now, unless it directly impacts you and you, again, uh, back to a pregnant woman or somebody young or somebody elderly, it sounds like it's pretty mild otherwise. But again, in my history looking at this, it did leave me pause. I definitely came away thinking like, wow, there's a lot more to the Zika virus than I really thought. I want to pick it up right there just after the break. We'll be right back with microbiologist Robert Harriman in just a moment. We are back. We're talking about the Zika virus. I've got microbiologist Robert Harriman on the line here with me again. Let me just tell you about Robert. You can go to his website, OutbreakNewsToday.com. He's been at this 30 years of clinical uh, public health and industry experience. I I love talking with someone like you, Robert, because uh, seriously, I learn something all the time. And so I'm, I, I'm envious of that because you're, you're a specialist in your niche field. And, but, you know, you're the kind of guy you want to talk to when you want to dive into something like this. All right. And I find your field fascinating uh, with all the things that are going on out there. And some of the potential risk that we're not talking about, there's so much to this in your world, brother, that we could be talking about for days and days and days on talk radio and not really get anywhere, I'm sure, because there's so many, I don't know, there's hazards out there, there's things that are being ignored, things that we should know about that maybe we don't know about, you know? Um, Oh, yeah, yeah, Malcolm, I mean, all you got to do is get a globe in front of you, close your eyes, and put your finger down anywhere on there, and there's something happening. Yeah. You're right. You're right. It's pretty wild. We're li- we're living in a very. I mean, you know, I always look at our world, and uh, I, I look at life as a gift, Robert. I look at. I really do. I look at Earth as a gift. I, I look at the miraculous idea that we're all living on this planet and all the things that happen in this fabulous universe of where we're at, and it always gives me pause. You know what I mean? You know. I got you. It always gives me pause a moment. And I think back and say, wow, it's just truly, truly amazing. I don't know. It's, it's part of my faith and, and who I am on my platform, but I find it interesting. But listen, I want to talk, I want to start here with the history. I found, some, I found out some fascinating things about this. So let me, let me share with folks, and then you kind of chime in and tell me what you uh, found yourself and how we might know about this. But okay. it looks like Zika began, according to what I see here in Africa, and spread pretty rapidly. The virus was originally named Zeke. A Z-I-K-V, was first discovered, get a load of this, I had no idea of this, but in 1947, and where was it discovered? Well, in the Zika forest in Uganda. Hmm. So re- researchers found that it lived in mosquitoes, and they learned through experimentation that it could also in- in- infect mice. Now, outbreaks were reported from 1951 to 1981 throughout Africa and Asia. And in 2007, here's something I didn't know. You may know this, Robert, but I I had no idea. But in in, uh, Polynesia, 73% of the population was infected in 07. Did you know that? Yes, absolutely. I I, I covered that. uh, um, I think that was in 2013 or 2014. Uh, Essentially, when you said 
Zika V. That's just an abbreviation, Malcolm, for Zika virus, Z-I-K-V. Okay. Um, and what they found in 1947 in Uganda was they just doing some random sentinel screening, they, were, they tested a rhesus monkey and they found this virus that they've never seen before and they identified it and they named it after the forest. Um, but between that time and about 2007, I think there was only 14 really confirmed cases ever reported. Hmm. And then what happened in 2007, there was a outbreak on the island of Yap, Y-A-P, and that's in uh, uh, Micronesia, in the Pacific Islands. Okay. And that's when they really started paying a, t- a little bit of attention to it. But as you mentioned, in French Polynesia, two or three years ago, I can't uh, pinpoint the exact year, but they had quite an outbreak. Um, and in this outbreak, they, re- they found things like uh, that Zika could cause Guillain-Barre syndrome, um, that's a dis- autoimmune disease that affect that affects the nerves, and it can um, cause you a lot of, a lot of nervous problems and even the worst case scenario paralysis and death. And we've seen about a dozen or so cases of that here in the U.S. and uh, and then and doing retrospective studies of the Poly- uh, French Polynesia outbreak. That's when they determined there was probably some microcephaly going on, which of course is the big deal that everybody's talking about now, where the infant is born with a smaller than normal head, hence a smaller than normal brain, and they clearly can't function as well as a normal infant. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't realize that the birth defects were this serious. We're talking some that are born with two heads and, and impaired brain development and all kinds of things, huh? Yeah, well, it, it, the, the big issue is a smaller head. Okay. And this this creates uh, an infant who has... And we'll, and we'll have this probably their whole life, depending on the severity, you know, great learning disabilities, eyesight disabilities, uh, hearing disabilities, um, sometimes trouble with walking and stance and all kinds of problems like that. So it's, it's very serious and it's, it could be quite costly. Right. Now, now it, it, it's costly in the way that if you're given birth to a baby and it happens to be your baby and it's got a defect like this, I mean, this is this is life altering, obviously. Uh, so obviously, which is why I see all these early signs with Zika were all about pregnant women, pregnant women, pregnant women. Now I get it. It's That's where it really matters. Right, yeah. right. I mean, I mean, even New York City and other health departments, are, they amended their travel warnings to include this one mile square in Miami right. or for pregnant women and those that want to get pregnant. Yeah, it's not a place you want, you want to be super careful uh, by, uh, by every uh, stretch of the imagination. Now, listen, from what I understand, again, the, the other big question people ask, which we've touched on a little bit, but is the Zika virus contagious? Now, from what I've seen here, it's contagious through mosquito bites, which we're all prone to, and it's, it's contagious through uh, via sex as well. Are those the two ways it's contagious, or are there any others, Robert? Well, well there are others, um, of course. Of course, uh, the mosquito, the mosquito is Aedes aegyptii, and there's another one, a related one called Aedes albopictus. Um, Aedes aegyptii is a daytime biter, and it's found in about 30 states in the United States, so it's uh, pretty well spread out. 
uh, 80s elbow pictus is less common and it doesn't attack humans quite as much, but it does, it can contract, uh, it can, can transmit the disease. As far as sexual transmission, they've already determined in, in this short period of time, it can be uh, man to woman, man to man, and woman to man. So they've been able to isolate the virus in semen and that can that that can be there for like 62 days. I think that's the latest study I saw. So they're recommending men that come back from a place where they had Zika virus to use um, condoms for up to um, how many? Several, couple months at least. Exactly. Maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe three months. Yeah. Even even oral sex because of um, the virus has been found in saliva and urine. Uh, so they're even recommending use a, like a dental dam if you're going to have oral sex. So sexual transmission is a big deal, um, and, and we 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 have no idea how much of that was actually going on in South America because we all thought it was mosquitoes, which probably a bulk of it was. But then when the virus started spreading, you know, throughout the planet in Europe and the United States and all, even Canada. Um, that's when they started seeing the sexual transmission. So that may account for more cases than we'll ever, ever know. Well, right now I'm seeing the latest report I'm seeing, if this is accurate, you probably know more on this, but is that the Zika virus in the U.S. that thus far in, in its, to, in its uh, total now has been linked to over 1,100 cases of infection oh, that, that are tied to travel outside of the country. But here, is that accurate? or uh, you, you got older numbers, Malcolm. Okay. That's, it's now over. 1600 oh. uh, travel associated and now Florida today uh, announced their 15th non-travel related infection um, like I said there's probably a dozen or more I don't have that number in front of me sexually transmitted infections here and then there was actually one uh, laboratory acquired uh, apparently there was a researcher up in the Pittsburgh area uh, that contracted it in the in working with it in the laboratory Wow, wow. And uh, of course, and of course, it can be transmitted what we call vertical transmission from mother to child, obviously, because of uh, the, all, the, all we've been talking about um, concerning the microcephaly. And um, it can also be transmitted uh, via um, blood transfusions. Though we haven't seen that yet in the United States, um, there has been some cases reported in Brazil. But by the way, when you give blood, are they testing for this Zika virus? Do you know? Well, they are. I know that the FDA told blood banks down in um, Broward and Miami-Dade counties that they couldn't um, take any more donors until they started testing. I see. Yeah. All right. Now, the, the other thing, uh, there, uh, from what experts are saying here, is they, they detect that uh, this thing uh, you know, could definitely start to travel north, uh, they're thinking, and, and get up pretty good north. I mean, you, you, you know, you've got the travel situation. We all travel, so you've always got the traveling, like the case of Utah. Obviously, in case of others, people have traveled from in, outside of the country to different areas of the country. But now we're talking about this really getting through the mainland. Do you see more of that happening in the U.S. here, Robert, or what? Well, I, I don't know. Um, if, I, if, you, if you just take a look at Miami, um, they cordon off this little short area, small area. And that's because the mosquito itself, in its lifetime, only goes about 150 meters. Right. Right. So it's not going to go very far. So the, to me, the bigger danger is, and I don't know if you read this, Malcolm, but of those 10 cases they reported um, yesterday, 
six of them were asymptomatic. They had no symptoms. And to me, that's the biggest concern because if you're asymptomatic but you're harboring the virus and then you go, I go from Miami to Tampa, Tampa has the same mosquito and you get bit by a mosquito, that mosquito flies around, finds another, uh, goes for another blood meal and then somebody is infected um, by the mosquito or locally transmitted. So um, that's what makes Zika a little bit different because so many people are asymptomatic. Right. I mean, I, I mean they can't even determine because of that, you know, well, what the what the initial case was in the United well, States. Well, well, I was just going to ask you that. I was just going to say to you this. You know, from what I'm seeing, infected mosquitoes didn't, and they were probably not, and they didn't travel here. They don't suspect that that initially happened. No. And if that's so, obviously, that's a long shot. So... If that's the case, Robert, how did it initially? So, it, how did it get to the mosquitoes here then? Well, uh, well, Miami itself, right. since we're, we're talking about that area, has had about a hundred travel associated cases. So, I, I, this is speculation, Malcolm. So, don't quote me on this. But one of those people that had the virus could have easily got bitten by a mosquito there, and then the mosquito had the virus and would f- fly around looking for another another blood meal the female mosquito looks for blood meals and um then could have just um you know injected the virus into another person that's what i'm wondering robert but, that's, that's but exactly the, but what, what what they're saying is because yeah. you know these people are asymptomatic there there is no way on earth where they can determine who the initial case was right 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 exactly exactly no but you you just answered the question to me and that's kind of what i would have suspected that uh, mosquitoes picked it up from the humans. So, you know, it's a wonder the mosquitoes ain't pissed off at this point that we've given it to them. Well, <laughs> I don't think they're too concerned. All they want, all they, well, you know, the males don't even bite people. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, the, that's, the males I, go for nectar. I knew it. I knew it all my life. But I said, you got to watch those females, Robert. Uh-huh. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> Well, they want your blood. They'll bite you every time, man. I'm telling you here. So, in any event, let me give the new, the site out again. Outbreaknewstoday.com is where you can find out more. You've got a really cool site. Robert talks about everything again on there. Robert Harriman. And so, Robert, you don't think this is uh, last final word. You don't think this is a, um, uh, uh, a huge problem, but it's something we need to keep our eye on, huh? Oh, absolutely. You got and the health officials are going to keep their eye on it. I wouldn't change any part of my life. I, if, if, well, you would uh, if you were a, a pregnant pre- woman now. You would if you yeah, were a pregnant woman. Yeah, if I was a woman. pregnant woman in my life, I wouldn't let them go down to the Olympics. Right. And yeah, I that's wouldn't. another thing. We didn't even talk about that. The Brazil Olympics, they're all yeah, pulling out yeah. of Rio de Janeiro right now. Yeah. Oh, and, and you know what? And, and, and to me, Zika is one of, their, one of the smaller problems Right. between their contaminated, sewage-infested water and, and crime and everything. And that. I wouldn't go down there if you could pay me. I wouldn't either, brother. I'm with you. Yeah. I, it does not interest me in the least. Yeah, no, no. For a lot of reasons, as you just said. Right. Uh, health, crime, everything else. This was a bad shot. We've talked about that on the show, the uh, Olympics of Rio de Janeiro. I hope they get through it without any big attacks, and I, I, I pray for them that everything goes well. Uh, yes, Robert. sir, I, I do too. But I am afraid of the obvious there. But so good to have you on. We'll certainly have you back in and talk about these things. You've got a wealth of information. Robert Harriman, Michael biologists again outbreaknewstoday.com find out more right there and at least we all know a little bit more today about the zika virus i know i do 